welcome to the Legal Merry-Go-Round, where you can learn to avoid the downs and savor the ups. Here, 40-year veteran attorney Paul Samico will entertain you and help you understand the law in areas we might all face. Brushes with the police? Oh boy. Family disputes? Oh no. An injury and accident situations? Ouch. And now, here's Paul. Do, 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 do. Okay. Uh, was that the uh, the merry-go-round sound? I really shouldn't try and sing. I apologize to anybody who had to hear that. Well, hello there. This is Paul Samico. I am an attorney, and I am also the host of the Legal Merry-Go-Round and thrilled to death today, Marital Monday, to be bringing you another episode of the fascinating world of child support. We're going to talk about child support again. I did that for the first time on October the 12th my episode number 14. So I would encourage you to go back and try and find that if this is a subject that you're interested in. The legal merry-go-round, yes, the ups and the downs of life and when you are connected to the law. And I hope always you, my friend, avoid the downs and savor the ups. Well, why wouldn't you want to do that? The fun stuff is filled with the ups, isn't it? And the bad stuff is what fills the downs. So go about your day. Be happy. If you're happy and you know, okay, no, I shouldn't stop. I got to stop singing. I'm so sorry. I just, it's, it's, it's in me. I, I think I'm an entertainer. All right. I'm a lawyer. I have a podcast to get to. Child support. I talked in October about the basics of child support and explained it. So I'm going to just leapfrog over some of that and talk today about some more interesting cases that I think uh, some of you may have the luxury of uh, having upon you if you are what is called high income, and some of the problems that can be faced with child, uh, child support types of things. So I want to share again now, um, just as a real quick basis, child support is the most commonly paid uh, component to a non-custodial parent, uh, to the custodial parent. And it's a separate issue from visitation. Now, this may not sit well with a lot of uh, paying parents, especially when there's a disagreement or conflict about visitation with the kids. In these situations where the custodial parent withholds visitation, uh, clearly there could be a lot of frustration and anger and sometimes drive the paying parent to withhold child support payments. Nuh-uh, doesn't happen. Very clearly, you cannot not allow a parent to visit with his or her children because that parent is not paying child support. That is an absolute no-no and can land you in contempt of court with a judge. According to the law, neither of these actions is allowed. Both can be problematic. Must pay child support, must allow visitation, no matter what. Parents can't deny visitation or support to punish the other parent. The courts maintain that a child's right to be financially supported surpasses, supersedes a parent's rights to object or engage in conflict. In fact, 
even if a parent decides he or she doesn't want to have a relationship with the child, the child's right to financial support prevails. The rights and obligations of support and visitation are separate child support enforcement issues. So speaking of enforcement, this issue, child support, clearly one of the most hotly disputed aspects of divorce proceedings, failing to follow the provisions of a child support order or failing to make scheduled payments, again, as I mentioned, can be considered contempt of court and it holds serious legal consequences. Uh, As an example, uh, you could be sued uh, or have a criminal warrant be issued against you if you don't pay child support. Other common consequences of non-payment include fines and jail time, garnishment of wages, unemployment benefits or workers' compensation benefits or proceeds of a personal injury case, seizure of tax refunds, suspension or revocation of a driver's license or passport, suspension or revocation of a professional license, a lien on real property, or denial of or exclusion from certain government benefits. Does that put a uh, a, a little... Uh, Uh, scare into you if you're the one paying and you're thinking about not? All right. Well, I want to go back to the beginning. Situations are always very different for basically everybody. And at the beginning of a divorce where there are children involved, you know, one or the other party, perhaps uh, the one who's going to have primary custody, uh, may not have a lawyer and may not have a lot of money and relies on things like perhaps spousal support or alimony or child support. Uh, Individuals can experience medical emergencies, loss of income, or other issues causing economic hardship. So if financial problems create difficulties making full child support payments for one or the other, it's important that the paying parent notify the other parent and the child support enforcement agency if such exists in the particular case. In many cases, a temporary payment plan can be entered into to prevent more serious consequences, like I just mentioned a moment ago, of non-payment. It's also possible for the child support order to be modified by the court. The paying parent has to request such a modification of child support payments, showing there's been a change in circumstances, such as a decrease in income, change in the custody and visitation schedule, or unexpected expenses that caused economic hardship. If a court agrees that the change in circumstances warrant a change in child support, the amount will be recalculated using standard formulas which take into account both parties' income and all those other considerations. So without lawyers, how do you get a child support order? At the time of separation or divorce, when a child custody and visitation order is being made, the court will also make an order for child support. A child support order can be requested at other times, however, as the parents uh, need never have been married or lived together. While the exact procedure, obviously, in different places and different states around the country for obtaining a child support order or modification to an uh, an existing order can vary certain basic steps are common. Number one, file a motion or a complaint or an application for a child support order with a local family court. 
You can hire an attorney to help do this, but most states and even counties and, and cities have standardized standardized forms, excuse me, provided uh, to individuals such as you, if this is your situation, to do it yourself. When the documents are filed, the court will issue a hearing date. So then number two, you have to serve that motion or paper on the other parent. Serving is a legal term, meaning you're giving them notice by having someone hand the papers to them. You know, you've seen the TV shows. Hello, are you so-and-so? Yes, I am. Okay, you've been served. That's exactly what we're talking about here. This can be done by a local sheriff, a process server, or another adult who's not a party to the case. And finally, the third thing is you attend a hearing where the situation would be addressed and an order would come out of it. Now, the court will charge a fee to both parents for the initial filing, although the parents with a very low income or who are receiving public assistance uh, can obtain a fee waiver. This might require filing an application for a fee waiver uh, with the court um, and explaining your situation. Another question often arises about child support, and this is what are the tax consequences? Many parents wonder how child support, uh, whether paid or received, will affect their tax obligations. As far, uh, as far as the IRS current rules are concerned, child support payments are outside the tax system for both parties. The parent making the child support payments cannot deduct them for tax purposes and the party receiving the payments does not have to list them as income for tax purposes. This topic comes up often when considering the amount of spousal support and child support to be paid in an agreement between the parties. The paying party may request to pay a larger amount of spousal support and lesser amount of child support, the sum of which remains the same. This benefit uh, would inure to the paying parent and be detrimental to the receiving parent, as spousal support is taxable. The paying party can deduct spousal support payments for tax purposes, and the receiving party must report spousal support as income for tax purposes. Because of these differing tax consequences of child support, both parties may benefit by consulting an attorney or tax professional before entering into an agreement. Woo, did you get all that? Okay, well, I'm not going to repeat it. You can just listen to this again. I told you in my show that I aired on uh, child support originally, again, on October 12th, show number 14, uh, when child support ends. So I'm not going to go into it again, but I do want to talk about um, real quick when you might want the assistance of either local enforcement authorities uh, or an office or to hire your own attorney. Number one, you're just beginning the process. If the case is being contested, if the other side has a lawyer is number two, you can't locate the other parent to serve him or her with your papers. Number three, and number four, um, this is a good one, if the father is not willing to admit that the child is his. What is that Michael Jackson song, The Child Is Not My Son? Okay, I'm, I'm not going to sing, I promise. All righty, I want to talk about one case. I'm going to take the, a break. I'm going to come back after the break and talk about a couple of more cases and a couple of more important issues in this world of child support. In a case in Pennsylvania in 2009, but this is very interesting, Rich versus Rich. The parties divorced in 2002. 
They were the parents of four children, three of whom were minors at the time. The father was the CEO of several companies, and he had income between nine and $10 million a year and assets worth at least $40 million. The mother filed a motion for additional support uh, in June of 2004, after which an order was entered requiring the father to pay over $9,000 per month in support. The mother objected, and the trial court issued a subsequent order in January of 2008, increasing the father's monthly obligation to almost $16,000 a month based on the mom's testimony that the annual cost of providing for the children was approximately $190,000. Both parties appealed the decision of that court. So what happened? The Superior Court, appellate court there in Pennsylvania, affirmed the trial court decision in all parts. The court agreed that when discussing whether one parent has sufficient assets to provide appropriate housing and amenities for the children when they are in that parent's custody, the term appropriate does not mean an equal environment, nor does it mean merely adequate. The case law does not require that all the recreational benefits that the children enjoy when they're with with the, the father must also be provided through support from the father when they're in the mother's custody. Rather, the court said, support should provide appropriate housing and amenities, not necessarily equal. The Superior Court also agreed that the trial court did not commit any error by failing to apply the mother's mathematical calculations based on the father's $10 million a year income. Finally, the court there said um, that the trial court's decision that the mother had presented adequate evidence of the children's expenses totaling almost $199,000 annually was correct. All righty. So high income uh, issues with child support don't have to, in Pennsylvania, give them the exact same lifestyle when they're with the mom if the mom is uh, the one receiving uh, the child support from the dad who is very, very wealthy. I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to come back, talk about a couple more cases and some more really interesting component parts about the law so that if this is something you're involved with, you want to stay tuned and listen to what I have to offer you. And I promise I will not sing. I'll be back. All right, then. Who said that the law never monkeys around? I got a story for you. You're going to love this. Back in 2011, a monkey grabs a hold of a nature photographer's camera and somehow snaps a selfie of himself. Right. The monkey takes a selfie. So animal rights group PETA files a lawsuit claiming that the copyright for the photograph should belong to the monkey. Oh, my gosh. So after years, years of courtroom drama, the parties eventually come to an agreement. Oh, I love it. Only in America. (laughs) 
Okay, it's break time here on the merry-go-round. We want to give you value. So, do you need an attorney for an injury case or a criminal matter or something involving family law? Mr. Samico has the answer for you. Go to our podcast website, www.thelegalmerrygoround.com. Again, that's thelegalmerrygoround.com and click on the referrals tab. Then either fill out the form or call the telephone number where you can leave a detailed message that Mr. Samico will pick up and you'll get a response with a referral to an excellent attorney in your area within eight business hours. And the referral is free, no charge to you for this referral. So again, if you're looking for a lawyer that meets the highest standards, Paul is going to hook you up. And every attorney he refers to meets the highest standards, and Paul has checked them out for you. If you like what you're hearing from him during these shows, you know he's going to take care of you. So go to thelegalmerrygoround.com. And now, back to the show. Okie dokie, here we are for the second half of the continuing discussion of child support on this Marital Monday version of the Legal Merry-Go-Round. And as promised in the first half of the show, I will not sing. I recognize that I cannot and I should not. Look, even when I do, I'm in the shower and nobody can hear me. The water goes off in protest. All right. I'm going to talk about a couple of cases, as I mentioned, high income people and their obligations for child support. And then I want to talk about a couple of other real important things to end the show today. In the case of Brindamore versus Brindamore in North Carolina, we have the parties, parents of three minor children uh, who divorced each other in 2004. They entered into what was called a memorandum of agreement that provided in part that the father, a professional hockey payer, would pay $15,000 a month in child support unless an NHL lockout occurred, in which case he would pay $2,500 per month until the lockout ended based on the father having custody of the children 40% of the time. Both parties subsequently filed motions for review of child support and entry of an order. The mother provided evidence of her expenses relating to the children, including $1,300 a month for a nanny, a car for the nanny, and $1,100 a month per month, uh, $1,100 per month for each child for entertainment. $1,100 for per a kid times what four kids is, uh, three kids is uh, $3,500 a month for entertainment for the kids. That's whew, what kind of entertainment are they getting? Anyway, the trial court found that many of the expenses were exorbitant, specifically the cost of a nanny. Uh, the court said is not a reasonable expense and set the support at just over 9,000 a month. The court of appeals affirmed the trial court decision agreeing with the below analysis. I'm reading a portion of the, uh, uh, the case summary here. Court of appeals, North Carolina said as follows, an amount awarded in excess of the amount awarded as child support would essentially result in the father providing support to the mother 
and or result in subsidizing the mother's choices regarding the children's standard of living, choices the father has historically not supported and inconsistent with his own lifestyle and the choices he has made for the minor children. It's unreasonable for the father to be required to pay more child support than the amount set forth because the mother's expenses related to the children are excessive. Requiring the father to pay more than the amount would involuntarily transfer the power of discretionary spending on the children to the mother and would result in a windfall to her that would benefit her and her choices more than it would serve to benefit of the children. Okay, so you got that, mom? If you're the one holding the kids uh, primarily and your uh, uh, primary custody status, you don't get to do whatever you want and think dad has to pay for it. All right, so I'm not taking sides, mom and dad, but uh, it seems more often in our country that the mothers uh, have primary custody of the kids most of the time. All right, well, here's one. I know you know who this guy is, Michael Strahan, right? Michael Strahan. He's a very gregarious, very popular, and very well-spoken host of a number of these TV shows and on these, uh, 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 what do you call those things, the um, the award ceremonies and all these different places where Michael Strahan shows up. Uh, he was a professional football player, of course, as you write and remember. Well, he got divorced. This is a case from 2008. Uh, the Strahans were the parents of twin girls born during the marriage. Um, they got divorced in New Jersey. And under the new, there, under the New Jersey guidelines, if the combined net income of the parents is more than $187,000 per year, the courts have discretion to award a supplementary award based on the excess income. So Michael, uh, of course, again, a professional football player, whose NFL salary far exceeded the 187000 uh, maximum for the court to get involved in discretionary, uh, says that Michael should pay uh, $35,000, almost 36000 a year in base support and found that the children had additional needs of 200000 a year. So Michael appeals on the grounds that the trial court committed error by failing to make adequate findings of fact regarding the appropriate amount of child support. Well, indeed, the appeal court reversed the decision and remanded the case to the trial court for reconsideration. Here's what the appellate court in New Jersey said. A balance must be struck between reasonable needs, which reflect lifestyle opportunities, while at the same time precluding an inappropriate windfall to the child, or even in some cases, infringing on the legitimate right of either parent to determine the appropriate lifestyle of the child. This latter consideration involves a careful balancing of interests reflecting that a child's entitlement to share in a parent's good fortune does not deprive either parent the right to participate in the development of an appropriate value system for a child. Okay, let's take a pause there. You get this? Just because mom or dad is rich doesn't mean that the kids shouldn't be taught life lessons and earn the value and under, come to understand and learn the value of a dollar. This is a crucial tension that may develop between competing parents, the court said. Ultimately, the needs of a child in such circumstances also calls to the fore the best interests of the child. 
the appellate court found that the award of supplemental child support of $200,000 annually was arbitrary, and the trial court did not make adequate findings regarding the actual needs of the children, many of which the court found to be unreasonable. In addition, the appellate court ruled that the trial court was able to impute income to the mother and to calculate the father's percentage of child support accordingly. Okay, good. So, um, you know, uh, if you're a fan of Michael Strahan, that's kind of a victory for him. Uh, there's no reporting anywhere that detailed exactly how that case ended up, but I think you get the gist of it. All right, I want to talk about a couple of more uh, important things in the world of child support, which, you know, you may run into if you are not among the high-income earners of our world. The first, let me ask the question that many might ask, can I waive child support payments if I want nothing to do with the child's other parent? The answer is no. Under virtually every state's law, the right to receive child support is a right that belongs to a child. The custodial parent cannot waive child support owed to the child. Another question, what if my child's father or mother does not follow the court order to pay child support? Well, I talked about this at the beginning of this show a little bit. If the other parent doesn't comply with a court order, you can ask the court to find the other person in contempt. Once the court issues a ruling finding them in contempt, the court can take a number of actions to encourage their compliance, including incarceration. You may ask, why am I repeating this? I think it's because it's so important and we do have so many people who are just simply not paying child support. Be aware there are remedies potentially. Okay, I talked about earlier also, you know, in a situation of economic duress and economic hardship, if you're going to be going to the court making application for child support and you can't even pay the filing fee, what should you do? You should ask for a court to waive the requirement. And most often, the courts will do that. Another question I want to have you listen to the answer. What happens if the non-custodial parent can't be found to be served? Well, now there's a problem. In many states, there's a time limit. In Maryland, as an example, it's 120 days to serve papers. If the parent can't be located, then the complaint or the petition for child support might be dismissed. What if the other parent does not pay the child support owed? Do I have to let him or her visit the children? Again, I bring this up again because the answer is yes. You have to let visitation take place regardless of the payment of child support. You do not want to jeopardize the relationship between your children and their parent by withholding visitation over a money issue. Finally, do I need to hire an attorney for a child support matter? You're not required to, but I recommend it. I think it's advisable. You can apply for assistance from the local support enforcement office for issues of problems. Uh, for a one-time small fee, they'll assist you in obtaining or enforcing a child support order. The office's attorney often will file the necessary papers and appear at court hearings. Although their attorney will not represent you directly, they represent the interests of the local enforcement office, which are normally the same or very similar to yours. Child support. You know what, mom, dad, you brought the little tyke into the world. It's your responsibility to take care of him or her, to do everything you can do to make them happy, to provide uh, housing, food, 
uh, healthcare, education. Um, if if you're if you're not doing that, you're just simply not a good parent. Uh, you, you don't have my vote for uh, for nice or honorable person or person of integrity. You brought someone into the world. Take care of them. I hope that today's show uh, gave you some insights, a little bit more than the uh, the first show I did about child support. And again, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Uh, that was done on October 12th, uh, show number 14. Today is Marital Monday. I hope you're going to join me on Wednesday for what I call Wrongdoer Wednesdays, when I'm going to talk about criminal law stuff. Until then, uh, avoid the downs and savor the ups. This has been The Legal Merry-Go-Round. Thanks for listening to The Legal Merry-Go-Round. We hope you enjoyed our show. Tune in next time to get a better understanding of real-life legal situations. Thank you.